0: Hey, welcome to Bollock's Talks and Tangents. <laughs> it's 634 on Thursday. You know what that means? That means we got to have some drinkers in our hand. My man, Lenny, is back from Croatia. Yeah. And we we got a great show. we got a lot of fun. Blake did an amazing job filling in.
1: He always does.
0: Um, you know, he, he, did, he did his research. One week it was a little... He, he got a little nervous. He ran out of content.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think
0: Blake but Blake came in strong last week, didn't you, Blake? Yeah, I did. He's like that's not happening again. So we, we
1: except not except for, for next content. week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna run out of contact. <laughs> So, um, but but Lenny, welcome back. How how was the trip?
1: (laughs) Fabulous. I I can't encourage Croatia enough for anybody looking for a European vacation. Um, The weather is fabulous. The food is fabulous. The coast, the national parks, the people are lovely. And you know what? They learn English in school there, so there's no language barrier whatsoever. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. I, I can't recommend it enough. I really okay. can't.
0: All right. So, So when you went in to order your drink, they knew what the heck you were talking about?
1: I did a Negroni every night. Okay. And they were fabulous.
0: All right. A Negroni.
1: Negroni. It's uh, gin and Campari with a little bit of sweet vermouth, and it's a beautiful cocktail. I can't do gin. one. Is well, you can get a vodka Negroni, but that's you know it's a bastardization, like the Martini. I, I can't
0: do gin. I just can't. But
1: man, one of them is a, one of them is a nice buzz. Two of them is a really good buzz. Three of them, you're calling a cab. Do they have bourbon over there? They have a lot of bourbon over there. Do they? Okay. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Bullet was very big. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bullet was very big. I was surprised by that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Today we're going with a, a double rye. All good. High West Double Rye. Mm-hmm. So uh, cheers to that. Welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. I was drinking some Bullet Rye at the uh, bar at the Esplanade Hotel. That was very fine. Woo! Yeah, good stuff.
0: A little smoke to that one.
1: It's a beauty. It's, you know, this is Utah's finest.
0: Got a, got a little smoke to that one. <clears throat> um, all right, so uh, we always start with Word Origins. Okay. Did you come up with some good ones? or what? You? I got? got a couple. I got a couple. And right. you don't have to say them in
1: Croatian. Which is good because the only thing I can say in Croatian is uh, "zeljeli," which is "cheers." Oh, okay. You know, you know, that's all that's you it. need to say. But in honor of you know the double the double rye, I'll start with zazzled. Zazzled, zazzled. It's a term out of the nineteen thirties, probably after thirty three, and um, basically it means you are drunk, you are sloppy drunk. Zazzled. Zazzled. Okay. It comes from zazzled. With an S, which is in from the 1880s, which is a, is a word that means spill or splash or make messy. So if you uh, take zazzled and bastardize it to zazzled, uh, you are a sloppy drunk. Zazzled. Mm-hmm. So
0: that could be my middle name.
1: It could be. You yeah. know, I prefer ossified, as my mother used to say. Are you ossified? Well, sorry, mom. <laughs> Only occasionally.
0: Ossified.
1: I like ossified too, but zazzled was it? Z o mm-hmm. z z l e d. All right. Well, um, and sometimes if you're a (laughs) zazzle, you can rub people the wrong
0: way. True. Okay. And I wasn't sure where this term came from. And it Mm. comes from uh, 1600s, 1700s. And the servants would be waxing the floors. And if they rubbed the wrong way, it created streaks. Hmm. Okay. So, and it made the... Owners, right? <laughs> unhappy. So you purposely made sure you didn't rub the wrong way.
1: Hmm. You can see that, like when you're buffing a floor. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It it makes good it sense. Made, it yeah. made streaks on it. Yeah. And
0: that's how, you know, uh, servants weren't treated that well. No. So it was very important not to rub the wrong
1: way right we learned that a couple of weeks ago with whistle while you work so yeah. that you're not eating the food on your way to the dining room exactly Yep. yep. exactly okay. so
0: so don't rub don't rub people the wrong way no okay
1: well but but it's always fun when you do rub them the right way however oh yeah that could that could bode good tidings
0: oh give me a couple more bourbons <laughs> so uh what else you got but do you have any did you bring any origins tonight
2: uh, I, this is my night off. I'm, you, you, you. Okay, right. you, he's like, you, you guys are the main stars of the show, so he's like, "You I, got it. You're like, gonna
0: have to save it, right?" I'm all about being the producer tonight. I'm keep like, it, in your, keep it in your
2: pocket. But we'll say that you were panicking because, because, because we may have ran out of word origins. Well, I, oh. I, I said some, um, like butter, butter mm-hmm. you up. Mm-hmm
0: and Blake said I already used that one, so I couldn't do that one again.
1: Well, that's, that's my concern, is, is doing things that would be fun and obvious, but you may have done them over the course of time. But my second one is, you know, we all go to the movies, and, you know, some of the best part in the movies nowadays is what happens before the show, which are the trailers. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, think about it. Trailers. They're before the movies. Well, trailers started in 1913. A guy by the name of Nils Grandlin um, pieced together... Snippets from a Broadway show that was opening, and he showed it after the movie. And it was the trailer after the movie, and that was the first edition of something promoting something else in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. Um, It stayed that way until about the 1930s, where they finally realized that the movie was over and people were leaving. Mm -hmm. So what good was producing all this stuff? Right, exactly. So they moved it to the front of the movies in the 1930s, and they kept the word trailers, but it still... Before the movies, or what we call previews now.
0: So that's about the time talkies came into play. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that had something to do with it, too. If it's
1: Could be. You know, There's no reference to that in my research, but it doesn't mean that's it's not the case. It's very possible. But, you know, it's also people are just getting antsy. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. They're leaving. Oh, yeah. You know?
0: No, I mean, right. beating traffic.
1: Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Beating traffic. Right. Back to the horse and buggy outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The exactly. cable
0: car. All right. Um, when you fake crying... Okay, yeah. I, I don't know if this term was used a whole lot up north, but Ooh. it was used. It was used a lot here in the south. Mm-hmm. When you fake crying, you cry crocodile tears. That is correct. Was that used up oh, Yeah, north? yeah that's some of the yeah, terms I use. they don't always. Oh no, no, no. That's that's translate. Uh.
1: That's that's well known. Yeah. All right. Like, yeah. have you
0: ever heard the term crocodile tears? I, I I believe
2: you told me once before, maybe.
0: Yeah. So crocodile tears is basically when you're fake crying. Right. And what they're saying is is a crocodile has the ability to cry, but they don't have the emotional capacity right. to cry. So that's where the term came from, crying crocodile mm-hmm. tears. Like, no, you're too mean to cry. Right. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so you you know, if you see me crying, they're real. Yeah. I'm not a crocodile. I'm sensitive.
1: <laughs> you're not cold blooded. I'm sensitive. There you go. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. what, what you got?
1: What did you do? Your two, yeah, and trailers. See, you're almost ossified.
0: I'm, I'm getting zazzled over here. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to rub you the wrong way.
1: That's okay. Yeah, All you right. know, you could have butted me up first.
0: Yeah, but you know what? We didn't do, we <laughs> failed to do is
1: talk to sponsors. There you go.
0: You know, and our sponsors, we don't want to get upset with our sponsors because they're the ones that keep us on the air. And I got to start off with City Gates Distillery. They signed up again for another three months. Appreciate these guys being a part of the show. St. Augustine Distillery and City Gates Distillery, the best tours, (laughs) tasting tours in town. Check these guys out. They do an amazing job over there. Uh, Also, uh, continuing sponsorship with us, Meehan's Irish Pub. Talk to Reggie.
1: You know how I feel about them. excited to
0: find out you were on the show with us. Yeah. And... Just a wonderful place. They have great food. Best view when you're sitting on the deck and having a, having a meal right there. You're looking at the bayfront. Go check out Meehan's Irish Pub. Uh, staying on Sponsorship Row, we have St. Augustine Pirate Museum. <laughs> over 800 Arr. artifacts. Uh, Cindy and the whole crew over there, they do an amazing job. They put They also are the ones that run the Colonial Oak. They put on great mm. shows at the Colonial Oak, so go check these guys out um just just a wonderful place you got family coming in town take them to the pirate museum um and after you're done with the pirate museum you can just slide right over to river and fort Oof, nice all right good meals good bourbon selection
1: beautiful bars um, beautiful. beautiful bars they did an
0: amazing job with that they put a $4 million renovation in I'm super excited about the new uh, Restaurant they're building on uh, Avenida Menendez yep. uh, Right next to Harry's there they
1: I'm got, under the impression it's going to be an Italian
0: restaurant be an If Italian I'm correct restaurant yeah. in there, um, Just great guys uh, And wonderful that They're our partners uh, Other people that are our pon- uh, Sponsors that are our partners with us Cheshire Custom and Collision Looking at Blake to make sure I got it right He gave me a thumbs up <laughs> okay. He gave me a thumbs up <laughs> Chris, Chris and the crew over there, they have um, just an amazing facility uh, off of Holmes Boulevard. Uh, if you're getting a little fender bender, if you just want to kind of refresh your car, or if you're doing a whole remodel, go see these guys and they'll do you right. Um, all right, Abear Kresge and Associates.
1: <laughs>
0: Last but definitely not least, these are the guys that keep me out of trouble, save me a lot of money. Yep. I have a very complicated uh, life. And I have a very complicated tax return, and they make it all simple for me. A. Bear associate. if you're doing your own taxes, you're probably losing money. Go see a professional who knows what they're doing. I mean, I, I, I put this uh, in perspective of if you're doing your own taxes, that's like... Trying to heal yourself with Mm. (laughs) WebMD, it
1: just doesn't work. (laughs) Right, and you find out that you you've got more diseases than you even started with. It just doesn't work.
0: It just doesn't work. So, uh, all right, our two topics are founding fathers and um, and uh, sitcoms. 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 I want to start with sitcoms if you're good with that. I'm fine either way. If you're good with that, um, and Blake, you're going to have to participate a little bit. All right, we're going to have to just to keep you conscious. (laughs) <laughs> we want you to participate a little bit um so when i did the sitcoms i did my five favorite and it was hard to, to come narrow them down to come up with five five favorites because you did oh. you you came in singing some songs and some other oh, stuff yeah. i was like oh man that's a great one too yeah but i did my five favorite okay go ahead right? i'm in um This is in no particular order. I would say probably Andy Griffiths, my number one. Okay. Andy Griffiths shows probably my number one. I love Lucy. Mm -hmm. All right. Happy days. Okay. All in the family and cheers.
1: Okay. Classics.
0: MASH was close. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: MASH was close. I mean, there were some other ones that squeaked in there. So, what do you think your five favorite all-time order. and you didn't have to do your five favorite but i you
1: no, know but i was able to i was able to put together um in no particular order but i'm going to save what i think is one of the best shows ever for last um and again I'm, I'm going way back way back there was a show called my mother the car okay where um the car was repossessed by his dead mother so that was antics and i dream of genie Um, I'm a big fan of The Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, Julie and I watch that almost every night, you know, um, after dinner and before dishes, and and we really enjoy that. Um, I like the creativity of Hogan's Heroes, which I'll talk about later, and McHale's Navy. Oh, yeah. Um, Two wacky shows in wartime. those Those
0: two... I felt like had almost the same premise,
1: right? You know, uh, Hogan's Heroes was is, was a little bit more creative than, yeah. yeah, a little bit more creative and and pointed. That and there's some really interesting side stuff about that I'll talk oh, yeah, about. Bob, Bob Crane. Well, yeah, we're not talking about, yeah, but other things too. Yes, but absolutely poor dead Bob Crane. Yeah, and he, well, he went dark in a in a big way. Yeah, um, Mash. But then I don't know if you gentlemen are familiar with a show called Sports Night. No, Sports Night. You really need to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Aaron Sorkin show. The dialogue is as um, fast-paced as West Wing. Mm-hmm. It's about like Sports Night, like like Sports Center. Yeah, it's got, um, Josh Charles and um, who the guy from Six Feet Under who's now on Nine uh, Rescue. Blake,
2: have you ever heard of it? I
1: think I've seen a couple episodes on YouTube. But I haven't watched the full. It, it is so. First of all, if you just watched the first episode, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. It's got Joshua Molina. So it's on right now. No, it, it was one season on and gone, and what a waste. Okay. The talent it on the like show wasn't buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wait a second. Hearing can box. we talk? Can we talk about drag? We are in Florida. Yeah, yeah. We can. Okay. Okay. We good. Can. I'm happy to hear that.
0: Blake and I were going to go to a drag show in Deland tonight but uh we had to do the show
2: sorry
1: um, Davey. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: if we were off if we were off we were all going down there
1: nice so. um i i just recommend it so very much it's poignant it's intelligent uh it involves sports yeah, it's so what's, fast-paced
0: what's what's the sitcom that's on right now that's your favorite
1: that's current because hmm. i'm
0: watching one right now that possibly, if it continues on its pace, that could bump one of these five off of my top five.
1: Uh, there's a new one called Not Dead Yet that's a lot of fun. Um, okay, about a Netflix a, one? No, no, no. It's it's about a woman who writes obituaries for a paper. She's yeah, good part it of it. Like, what's it on? Um, broadcast TV. There is such a thing still, believe it or not. Not in my house. ABC. Episode. All right. Not in my house. Um, what do you got that you're watching that's, that's watch going to break who? in? We're
0: on Hulu, and then we have we have Apple TV, yep. um, Netflix,
1: Paramount, Amazon,
0: Paramount.
2: We, have, a, we well, have we don't have we we, we used to have them all except uh, H uh, except Max, right? We don't have Max.
1: Which is, taking over the, which is taking over the world, by That's, the way. Uh,
2: it used to be HBO Max. Now it's yeah. Max, which right. used to be HBO Go. Very confusing if, if, if you don't understand technology. Yep. Like, yep. Uh, Thank you, I like me. I don't, I don't.
1: Right. Which no. is tough because they just dug up all the streets on the beach and they're putting in a, a, a big fiber, fiber optic network to bring Internet to people's homes. So uh, I will be very happy to say goodbye to Comcast and Xfinity as soon as I can. Wow. Um, and then I'm going to hire Blake to figure out everything for me.
0: Yeah, he'll, he'll have to come over and program yeah. everything. Um, so have you watched Ted Lasso yet?
1: Finished the last one last night. I haven't watched last not night. A spo- I Not a word. Not a word. Watched, Absolutely.
0: But Lasso Lasso is working its way into my top five.
1: Um, I okay. think a lot of Ted people. Lasso, Absolutely, yeah. Ted
0: Lasso could be one of my favorite TV comedy characters of all time.
1: Are you up to date? I'm... I'm, I'm Without except for yesterday, I have not seen. Okay, last so you're up to date. Yeah, that's it, and then it's done. It's over. This was the last show. Yeah, the series over. is over. Well, there's there there may be an open door, but what? yes, it's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: This show's over.
1: Ties up everything. We're we're done too. Oh. Damn you, Ted Lasso. Oh gosh, how am I going to be a goldfish? How am I gonna get be a goldfish. It'll be fine in thirty seconds. Oh. <laughs> messed up my notes for, for you, for you Lasso fans out it's there. Been so day, this then. is
0: the last one, correct? Yes, of all time for now. Well,
1: I mean, there's there's always a, a crack in a door, but yes, Ted, Ted the, the, Lasso the series is over. On. There's Ted, so
0: much more. On. But, but, but Ted
1: Lasso
2: makes money, so so it can always come back. Right. This, I mean, I'm and
1: so the awesome. writing in that show was fabulous. It's, no, it's the writing was writing. fabulous. Absolutely. I'm crushed yeah, by yeah, this. Yeah, yeah.
0: And if you guys have not seen Ted Lasso, it's it, it, only one so seasons.
1: It. Three. Three. Oh,
0: make it four. Come on. Guys. <laughs> I'm asking.
1: Writing campaign. Yeah. It was very good. All
2: right. All right. So, on my list. Wait, hold on. Do, 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 I think, do, do Have you already given your oh, five? Oh, yeah. yeah now it's your five, your five Blake. please, Blake. All right. So, so my five is a bit more modern. Okay. I'll, like it a lot sense. more. So, so I'll probably say Family Guy. Okay. Okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, good show. Simpsons. All right. Friends and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Never seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Neither have I. But I just read something where it has the most words per minute of any show on TV. Yeah,
0: even more so than this.
1: Apparently, huh? like 127 words a minute. I just I just read a blurb somewhere. I haven't watched the show yet. Yeah. Wow does okay. the, 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 the morning show have so friends
0: a, Friends almost made my list too so
1: yeah, yeah but,
2: but, 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 but does the storm have, have have the least amount of words per minute uh, broadcast I
0: don't know sometimes sometimes all three of us are talking at one time so it could happen okay. <laughs> could those words could add up all right so um, family Guy is a great one too um, mm-hmm. those two cartoons that you mentioned are great
1: um and none of us put the simpsons believe it or not
0: he put the simpsons
1: oh did you say simpsons like i said you family boy, guy okay yeah.
0: yeah family guy and simpsons okay um all right i'm gonna start off with i love lucy okay
1: does does, does, does ricky know
0: uh, hey i don't think he's around anymore <laughs> i don't think he's around anymore and they divorced yeah basically yeah, yeah. It, the divorce was happening during the last episode yep. um but they still were business partners and smart they still, about had, it. they yeah. still had their own studios together and stuff like that. But I Love Lucy is the first show to do um, uh, live in front of a studio audience. So they didn't use the live track. They actually had the people in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three-camera system we got right here, Desi. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Desi's the one who came up with that. Really? So, And pretty much every sitcom after that, was created by Desi. And um, I didn't realize that Lucy, um, uh, Desi was traveling around and doing some stuff, and Lucy was doing her own thing. Uh, But they'd already been married 11 years before they started the show. And Lucy was uh, a writer for another show um, as they started this show. And it only lasted seven years, but it was 13 Mm -hmm. seasons. I guess they did
1: double seasons Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah, and, yeah, a lot more episodes. Yeah, and yeah.
0: it was it was amazing that how much Lucy was also writing, uh, and how involved she was in mm-hmm. the creativity of it. And Desi was more about the editing and how to make the right shot work. Really, so
1: it's a good partnership.
0: Yeah, but it I mean, it, it worked, and I think I love Lucy kind of set the groundwork. For a lot of situation comedies.
1: Well, it, it also was groundbreaking, wasn't that the first show that showed somebody pregnant on TV when she was pregnant? Yeah, when well, she was pregnant with right? uh, with
0: her son. Right. She'd had the, she had her daughter um, four months before they started filming the first episode. <coughs> so.
1: But but she, she was pregnant she during, was later son. on, right? Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Ricky Ricky Junior, who ended right.
1: up... Which was a pretty interesting, because they slept in separate, separate beds. Yeah. <laughs> on the, on the well, teams, yeah. Well, you can, you can only you can stretch the boundaries of propriety so far back in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. And they created Desilu Productions. Yeah. Which um, produced one of these shows. All
0: right, which one do you got?
1: Well, uh, I'm going to go with Hogan's Heroes, because I just thought that was one of the most Clever shows I watched growing up, and it's you know you, you got to take a chance on something when you're pitching a show about a, a prisoner of war camp in World War Two. Yeah, you know American and internet American English um, French flyers um, in a German Luftstalag, an yeah. air force prisoner of war camp in Germany. Yeah, and it was it was brilliant. I mean, they they made the Germans fairly buffoonic. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, we could use that as a word origin. Buffoonic. Bullf- bullf- yeah, we'll use that as a word origin yeah. next week. Um, but also the premise was that they created, um, they were doing espionage. They were doing sabotage. They were they were helping um, downed pilots and flyers and other POWs escape and get out of Germany. Um, but there was so much creativity. They had a series of tunnels under the prisoner of war camp. You know, they wrapped twice on the bunk bed and um, the counterweights would bring it up and they would have a ladder down into a tunnel. They would would have a tree stump that and came up. Uh, yep,
0: and, and they knew the timing of the light. Yep, and Lebeau took care of all the dogs.
1: Yep, he did. And then, and then he would lift. And the, one of the one of the dog houses had a tunnel under it. Yep. absolutely. The dogs loved the prisoners. Hated the Germans. It was fabulous. Yeah. Now, interesting thing you mentioned, Lebeau Robert Clary, um, actually had been in a concentration camp during the war. Oh wow. He was in a concentration, he, has, he had a tattoo, um, you yeah, know, he was, he, was, he was tattooed, yeah, uh, sadly. Um, so it was, you know, that was, you know, happy for him to be, be doing this. And um, Werner Klempler, who played Commandant Klink, it, it was interesting because four of the people that played the German officers, Klink, General Burkhalter, um, the guy that played um, the Gestapo head, Major Hochstetter, Hochstetter, right, and one other, they were all Jewish, uh, All Jewish. John Banner, Sergeant Schultz, was Jewish. Served in the uh, army during the war. I know nothing. Exactly, exactly. But it was interesting <laughs> because Werner Klemperer said that he would do the show only if the Americans beat the Germans at everything they did. Yeah, and that was that was his condition, and he did the show. So I, I found that very very interesting because that was a, yeah, really was a, a, po- a poignant characters. tie-in. Yep, and dark ending for
0: Robert crane
1: oh literally well he got into into pornography and ended up getting bludgeoned to death in his trailer somewhere in arizona i believe i
0: think he 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 actually they still don't know exactly what happened um but he he had to jump out of a a second story window at one point (laughs) yeah so he 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 had a, a sketchy past
1: yes Yes, Um, but was interesting. uh, Just one more groundbreaking point about that. Um, One of the Americans who handled all their, (laughs) their technology, um, the guy who played um, Kinch, Ivan Dixon, Mm -hmm. um, in the mid '60s, was a prominent role for an African American and was a groundbreaking role for blacks in television at that point in time. All
0: the radio transitions and stuff like that.
1: So, so so that was also so there there were things uh, above being a clever show and a fun show Mm -hmm. because everybody says, "I know." nothing i I see nothing
0: i I still use that meme all the time in group chats yep so i do i do the sergeant schultz still in group chats
1: yeah but you know some of the other stuff all right you're up brother all
0: right um i'm gonna go to the one that i think is kind of shaped and progressed a lot of television and that's all in the family sure all right and all the family was so well written um, and they dealt with so many different controversial things. Um, you know, uh, the way Archie and Meathead lived under the same house.
1: <laughs>
0: but that happened. And yeah. then they had a black neighbor. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that that controversy. And, you know, then the Jeffersons took off and did their own show, too. But um, for a show... And what sprung out of All in the Family? I don't know if there's been a TV show that's brought more to the table than All in the Family. I mean, I I mean, you you know, I mean, they handled they handled abortion, they handled rape, they handled uh, prejudice like Mm -hmm. constantly, right? Um, You know, they handled everything that was going on in the times, uh, Vietnam. Yeah, you know, so I, I I can't think of a show in history and the timing of it and what they did. And um, it's one of the few shows that Lila Lucy is one of them, too, Mm. that was number one when it went off the air. Right. Uh, Mm. You know, and that's, you know, Seinfeld, I think, is the other one. Uh, So, I mean, all the all the shows on my list did very well in the ratings, but they didn't always do very well in the ratings.
1: Well, it took a while for it to catch on, and it it confused people for a little bit. Yeah, it really did. But uh, you know, I can still hear um, Gene Stapleton screeching in the, uh, yeah, well that, and you know, the Lakeland Miller Bride, yeah, you know, (laughs) in the opening song. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it's funny because. Every now and again, I keep flashing back. I'm putting my shoes and socks on, and I don't wear a whole lot of socks, in all honesty. But um, I'm putting shoes and socks on. And there was one scene I still remember it to this day. And Archie's going on against Meathead Mike Stivic, mm-hmm. and you know Mike was putting his his, his shoe on and his sock on, mm-hmm. and then his up. other shoe and his other sock. I wanna, we, we,
0: we do question of the day, mm-hmm. and I did uh, I did that question. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I did that question because of All in the Family. On mine and Mike's show, we used to do five question. We used to do five questions on Monday. How do you put on your shoes? Right. And Arch, Archie,
1: was, he, he wailed on him. He said, "You can't put on one shoe and one sock. What happens if there's a fire?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it went back and forth. And and you know, there are days where I'm putting my shoes and socks on, and I stop and I reflect on that.
0: Yeah. So, so what's the order you do it? Is it uh, left, you, left, right, or do you... Do
1: you I usually you start with my left for some bizarre reason, probably because I'm right-handed and it may be easier, um, but I, I, I usually... It's a, it's a left left sock, right sock. No, I usually
0: do... You right uh, shoe or do you I do, do sock sh-
1: shoe? Shock, sock shoe. You are a meathead. Well, thank you.
0: you like, I, no.
1: Well, I figure if the place is burning, I'll put the other sock on first, oh. <laughs> but if I got time, I'm going.
0: No, see, I'm, I'm right sock, left sock, right shoe, left shoe.
1: Right. This can, right. like, What do, are you? Do you want to hear my answer?
0: Yeah. What are you?
2: Right sock, left sock, uh, left shoe, right shoe. Oh, so interesting.
1: You,
0: you, you come back the other way.
2: Yeah, but it's mainly flip flops.
1: Well, that's and they
0: this are, right. mostly wear flops.
1: Right, and that's what I was going to say. And this could explain why I don't wear a whole lot of socks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Case in you, point. Yeah. But you you put the left left flop on first.
1: I just I just kind of slide into whichever one's closest.
0: Yeah. See, I'm always yeah. right foot. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why I'm always yeah. right foot, and mm-hmm. I, I I had to think about it the first time I asked right it, okay. But I mean, I'm always right foot. And now tomorrow you're going to think about it absolutely. So that I, 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 I episode I, episodes yeah. how I came to that question. It's funny you brought I, that. Yeah, back.
1: that's one of the things that stuck with me. That and Sammy Davis Jr. giving him a big fat kiss. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that one yeah. so much.
0: That was beautiful. Mm. Um, all right, what's your what's your other one?
1: Um, well, I'll give you a choice: Mork and Mindy or Get Smart. I'm kind of partial to get smart.
0: See, and I'm I, I'm more of a Mork and Mindy because I love Robin Williams.
1: Oh, Robin Williams is and absolutely Mork and brilliant. Mindy
0: spun off of one of my one of my shows, I Happy Days. So so let's do Mork, Let's do Mork and because that'll segue to Happy Days.
1: Fine. So. Um, what turned out to be a dream for Richie, which wasn't until the end of the episode, mm-hmm. Mork comes down, and he's going to take Richie back to Ork with him. Mm-hmm. But Fonzie, of course, saves the day, and it doesn't happen, and mork wakes uh, Richie wakes up and it becomes a dream mm-hmm. well apparently he was such a well-received character mork was mm-hmm. that um, in syndication they recrafted the episode to have mork wipe the memories so that nobody knew what was going on there mm-hmm. because mork said I'm a visitor from the 1970s believe it or not mm-hmm. um, turns out the show mork and Mindy set in Boulder Colorado in the 1970s and mork is sent from the planet orc to come down and explain you and behavior yeah. um, and he reports back at the end of every show to Orson, the you know, his, his leader or whomever he needs that to be. It was kind of
0: to. a Gillis takeoff, yeah, you know, because Doby would sit on the thinker right at the end and kind of reflect back. Right. And, and I, I always yeah. looked at uh, Mark talking to Orson as a Gillis type thing.
1: Well, you know, it's Robin Williams, so of course, you, you need some latitude there because um, the scripts were written with big voids in it. For Robin Williams to go and riff, absolutely. So it was pretty fabulous. And as it got to the end of the season, uh, at the end of the series, because uh, it was only on, it was only on for, it was only on for uh, four seasons, ninety-one episodes from seventy-eight to eighty-two. Yeah, but it, it made yeah.
0: it almost to number one, didn't it?
1: Uh, uh, that I don't know. I didn't, I didn't delve into where they ranked, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoyed it. First of all, it was very colorful. Yeah, it's very colorful, and. Um, you know, Se, you know, Seventy-eight to eighty-two. You, you know there were, there were there were stimulants that made it even a more colorful show.
0: You, you remember who uh, Mindy and Mork's son was?
1: Yes, that's where I was coming to. Jonathan Winters. Yes, um, Jonathan Winters and Robin Williams became. You know, Jonathan Winters was one of Robin Williams' absolute heroes. Well, they're, they're, and and he, ab, ad lib geniuses out of their minds. Yeah. You go look at any of the Jonathan Winters stuff now, and you can't help but pee your pants and roll on the floor. He is just, the man was insanely brilliant. Yes. Um, you see him on the Johnny Carson show. You see um, Robin Williams on the Johnny Carson show, any of those talk shows. You really need to look at that sort of stuff, because what they would riff, what they would do freeform was phenomenal.
0: But how would it? how would it fit into today with everyone being so sensitive? Would those guys
1: have trouble with that? I don't think they would. I think people might. And the answer would be (coughs) get over it. Or to quote, um, uh, um, not meatballs, but uh, what'll come to me. Um, But. Get over it, Francis. It doesn't matter. Oh, no. Oh, get over it, Francis. Strikes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite films.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Um, but you know, lighten,
1: light, light lighten up, Francis. Mirth, basically.
0: Yeah. Mirth. 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 Is Jonathan Winters yep. character, and he he started old, and he
1: aged, aged backwards. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, no. So I, I was yeah. a big Mark and Mindy fan, yeah. and part of that's because it sprung out of Happy Days, right. which I was already so right. locked into Happy right. Days. But early on in Happy Days, I don't remember. Uh, it's struggling as much as it did. And what happened... Happy Days. Yeah, Happy yeah. Days, the first couple seasons, it was ranked, out of like 79 primetime shows, it was ranked in the 70s. And the only character that was really crushing it was the Fonz. And do you remember that what the Fonz wore the first season? He no. He wore like a cotton blue jacket. Like and a like switched, a leatherman jacket or something, and they, and they switched it. Well, he was a high school dropout. Okay, um, remember he went to night school and then right. he ended up teaching shop. But okay. uh, uh, they switched it to a leather leather jacket <coughs> and refocused it on him. Hey, yeah. and you know what TV sh- or what movie it sprung out of?
1: Um, I'm thinking either the Wild Ones with Marlon Brando or something with James Dean.
0: American Graffiti. Ooh, there you go with. Uh... Yep. Well, and, and Richie
1: was mm-hmm. in America. Right, in he 80s, was. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and the reason uh, uh, Howard took the job is he wasn't working at the time. Vietnam was going on. And if you were working, you could get your deferment. If the job depended on 30 or more people's jobs. Okay. So if he didn't take the job... Then thirty or more people may not have worked. So he took that because he really wanted to get into his uh, directing career. Right? Um, How'd that work out for him?
1: He, he, he seemed, he uh, he's okay. he's just getting the hang of it. He he's to getting the hang okay. of it,
0: right? Um, but that's the reason Ron Howard took the job as Happy Days.
1: <laughs> See that I did not know. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. You know, there's an older Cunningham.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. Older yeah, his brother. brother. Yeah, his yeah.
0: brother Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Chuck. Chuck's the older Cunningham because people mostly remember Joni, Joni, and, and Richie. Mm-hmm. So um, you remember what Joni called uh, uh, called Patsy when she had a crush on him?
1: I I know it, but I can't conjure it. What uh, was his name? It, well, his name was Warren. Right? Okay. Mrs. Cunningham called
0: Patsy Warren. Right. All right. Joanie called him Dren, right? Because right. it's nerd Nerds backwards, spelled backwards, backwards. Right, right? And that's actually from that show is where the term nerd became very popular. It was it was used, but it wasn't used a whole lot. But it put it into our our everyday conversation of being a nerd.
1: Which, if I seem to remember, I got wrong in trivia that question about Dren. As a matter Dren. of fact, yes, Dren, huh? yes, you probably did. I did. You probably did, I definitely did.
0: All right, we got time for one more. You, you and me, going back and forth
1: <laughs> um, before we hit the founding fathers. Okay, yeah, I'll give you. Ready. I'll give you. Get smart. Get smart. Um, Get smart. Um, written by two of the most clever, creative writers in television and history: Mel Brooks and Buck Henry, geniuses. And it was a takeoff on um, James Bond and um, Inspector Clouseau. They, they morphed the two of them together. Pink Panther. Yep. And got, uh, which I believe they're remaking soon. Yeah. Um, but they're, uh, it, it are
0: they, was. Are they doing that Pink Panther or are they doing the cartoon Pink Panther?
1: No, uh, live action because they casted you? somebody, I believe. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Murphy.
2: Eddie, Eddie Murphy's going to be Yeah, there. yeah,
1: but but apparently they're going to have an animated Pink Panther in in the live action. Movie. There you go. Right. Which is going to be a little confusing because in the original movies there was no Pink Panther. was a, the Pink Panther was a diamond or jewel. It was a diamond. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, Yeah, um, but but what quit though? What's your thoughts on 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 the on the What, what was it getting, get Smart? Um it was what was the question? It was a question between James Bond and Inspector Clouseau, and the two writers were the creators were Buck Henry and Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah, two of the most brilliant comedy writers ever.
2: Yeah, but, but, but was there a movie um, um, adaptation about it with, with with like Steve Carell and uh, The
1: Rock? And um, oh, yeah. Anne Hathaway, yeah, there was there was a remake many years later. Yeah, not as good. No, well, I mean, the stuff they got away with on this it was really pretty funny. I mean, and catchphrases that maybe you don't hear as much anymore, but there were throwaway lines in that that became classic lines, like um, you know, uh, you know, don't look now, but there, there's there's a, uh, a a giant man in back of you. No, there's not. How about a very tall basketball player? No, there's not. Would you believe a short person with a ladder? You know, it was so. It was. Would you believe it was? Sorry about that, Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of all sorts of things oh, yeah, like I mean, that.
0: Even even like uh, some of the stuff they use, like the shoe phone. Absolutely. Now we now we can't live without these.
1: Right. There were fifty different iterations of a phone crafted in that. Mm-hmm. He was aging eighty six. Because they goofed on the fact that you know, eighty six. Them get them out of here. Yeah. Um, Barbara Felden Okay. Um, played a- Agent Ninety Nine. Eighty Six. You come from a
0: kitchen. Background. I do. That's right. We're out of it. Okay. It means we're out of it. It's right. A common knowledge. Yes. It means we're out of it. Right. You know the
2: origin of it. Save it for later. Save it for later. No, oh, next already, week. I, right. I, there
0: you no, go. You I, can use that. You can use that I one over here. I <laughs> actually used it the very first week. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I already. I, I already used it the very first week, which means Lenny didn't watch.
1: So, no, I, re- I remember, I, and I know it again in and out.
0: 86 is uh when they had uh soup lines,
1: oh, right, it was the okay. 86 bowl, right? Oh, we talked about this, I remember, yeah, it's yeah, 86, absolutely. Right. Bowl
0: that came out of right. the soup line, right. and it's 86. When they yelled out 86, that means it was the last one,
1: wow, all right, and yeah, and, and I've written that on boards for 35 years, yeah, yep. you know, absolutely. So
0: no, Get Smart was
1: brilliant. It really was. But
0: Brooks I mean, everything I love everything Mel Brooks does.
1: And Buck Henry, who was, you know, a lot of people don't know of Buck Henry. <laughs> he was he was one of the writers on Saturday Night Live for about the first ten years. Buck Henry was a twisted little man, but brilliant as far as that's gonna and, and Mel Brooks still to this day. You know.
2: But, but you didn't like History of the World Part two that that was on Hula though.
0: No, it's it still was good, but it, it was not as good as the movies. Yeah. I mean it was it was funny, but the movies were more risky. Because right. um, they did a lot of... Um, Blazing Saddles, to me, is one of the funniest movies of all oh, time. It's my it's, like
1: it's my wife's favorite. You
2: can't do it anymore.
1: Right, right. No,
0: yeah. you
2: can't. You, yeah. You'd be crucified. Yeah, all but what's right. your thoughts on, uh, real quick, Police Squad. The Like, the the series that, that they police, came before. The Police Academy? Oh, Police Squad. Oh,
1: was that with uh, Leslie Nielsen? Yes, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, a little a little slapsticky. Airplane. But Airplane. See, Airplane was groundbreaking.
0: Hospital, what is it? <laughs> A big building with patience. But that's not right, important. Exactly, right. um, right. I want to get I want to get this one in because um, you mentioned it uh, as one of your favorite shows, and it's not actually on my list, but it was on my, it was in my top okay. ten, and because I associate with one of the characters very closely, The Big Bang Theory.
1: There you go. All right, love that show. All right, my son Sheldon, <laughs> he's brilliant. Yes, he is, and nowhere near like Sheldon. Worry not, Blake. He's, He's a... Sheldon. Oh, come on. He's brilliant. It, it, it's like Sheldon to me is like Kramer. After a I certain... am not that socially awkward, by the way. No, you, no, you are not. I mean, I, my my take on Seinfeld, and this will probably bring uproars to all the Seinfeld fans in America. I would have locked the door. Kramer never would have gotten in the apartment. Yeah, that's it. You know, Sheldon, how they didn't orient express him and have nine knives in his back at some point in time was mind-boggling that he survived through the show.
0: But the characters were so brilliant, they saw that that's... He, right, he would, they, well, they, they were knew, accepting. They knew his heart was good. Right, right. Even though he drove them
1: absolutely oh, crazy. Oh, my goodness, yeah.
0: And the funny part about that is the gentleman who played Leonard yeah. was offered the job as Sheldon.
1: Really? Wouldn't have worked.
0: And he said, No, I don't think that's for me. Right. And he took, he's like, I think this one's mine. Johnny Galecki,
1: yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: he was the first one who was kind of hired. Yeah. And um, what I love about that is um, Amy Farrah Fowler and Bernadette came mm-hmm. along a little bit later. Yeah. They weren't getting paid the same as all the others. Right. The others. Got,
1: I don't think Raj was either. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. They, no those uh, guys well, yeah, were all were, getting yeah. paid the okay. same. And um, the others got together and said, we're not doing the show unless these two get the same amount mm-hmm, of money. Mm-hmm. So they had they had their back on right. on that. So
1: I like one of, one of my favorite parts of that show is the evolution in um, Penny and Sheldon's relationship. Mm-hmm. You know how he basically you know big sister you know mother surrogate yeah. you know how they how they evolved their relationship was fabulous in that show. Yeah. Really, really was.
0: Yeah. So well, I mean, they, they just had some great characters. It was
1: just <coughs> brilliantly written. It was very <laughs> Sheldon, well acted. Sheldon's mom. Was yeah, an amazing yeah, character. Yeah.
0: Leonard's mom was an amazing character. I mean, it was just yeah. Penny's uh, dad. Yep. So I mean, just some of the, some of the characters. I mean, the off characters mm-hmm. of that show.
1: I mean, that's why it was so successful. It was it was just it was really really well done. And great you know this these are shows when you, when you talk about ensemble shows. Yeah, casts that have have everybody is is an integral part in it. Absolutely. Yep. So,
0: um, all right. So, we got to talk about our sponsors because we are way beyond the halfway point. Blake didn't give me a sign, but I know it was coming. Um, uh, River and Fort, Mm. amazing food, great view. It's located next to the river. And what else, Blake? It's next to the river. And what else?
2: The fort. Okay. I, I saw
0: Blake nodding, nodding right, off. We got to keep, keep that boy awake. All right. Um, the other, one, other ones we got to talk about St. Augustine Pirate Museum. Mm-hmm. They do an amazing job. If you go there, ask for Captain Mayhem. He gives the best tours out there. He just is so entertaining. Uh, been a performer all his life and just does an amazing job. Uh, Meehan's Irish Pub. Uh, if you haven't tried their turkey meatloaf, have you had it yet?
1: No. No. God
0: have it. Are yeah. you a vegetarian? God, no. Okay, you like you like you like animals, right? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Nice doggy, nice yeah. doggy, right? Exactly.
0: The shepherd's pie is great. Mm. Um, they have a turkey daddle meatloaf that's amazing. Yeah. Um, they just have wonderful food. Blake loves their mac and cheese.
1: We've yeah. second
0: um, second only to his,
1: and and so does so does Julie. She's we have a go to. We we would go sit at the bar when Caleb's working. He says okay, and he puts the order in. <laughs> Drunken clams. Mac and cheese and a small Caesar salad for Julie, and yeah, we're done. We don't, we don't even order. It. We, sit, we sit down and it happens. But it's very funny because just to tie in Croatia for one quick second, took pictures for Reggie of Irish bars in Croatia. Okay. Yep. In Dubrovnik, there's a couple of different Irish bars, Guinness on tap in Dubrovnik. Right.
0: And I'm not a Guinness person, but Derek tells me it's the best Guinness in the United States. At, we're at Meehan's. At Meehan's.
1: They know how to pour it. Yeah. They know how to pour it. So, Can't rush that.
0: All right. A. Bear Kresge and Associates, um, simply the best CPAs in town. Um, you're starting a new business. You want them just to look at your numbers. They can do that. You need some help working on your finances. You're coming up on retirement, how to make some stuff work. Go see these guys. They'll take care of you. They'll give you the honest answers. Sometimes it's not the answers you want, but they'll give you the honest answers. Uh right, Kresge well. Associates. Cheshire Custom and Collisions. um, they have state-of-the-art paint booth. Um, they can take care of about all your needs. If you have a little boo boo on your car, <laughs> if you have a boo boo on your car, they are the car doctors, and they'll put it back together for you. Um, all right, City Gates Distillery and Saint Augustine Distillery award-winning tours, um, nationally,
1: recognized. nationally the distil- recognized. The distillery tour is nationally recognized. And their
0: liquors are also nationally recognized. Uh, go check these guys out. They do an mm-hmm. amazing job. Um, city Gates is right there uh, across from the fort. and By the City uh, Gates. Yes, and St. Augustine Distillery uh, connected to the ice plant right there mm-hmm. on Riberia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, um, Founding Fathers.
1: All right. There's I'm ready a lot for of them. I'm ready for you. There's a lot. I of am ready for you because I know how you like your Founding Fathers. All
0: right, and I have <laughs> I have six written down. All right, I'm going to let you... Pick from the six.
1: Okay, uh,
0: I have Patrick Henry, Benjamin Franklin, okay, Thomas Paine, uh, Robert Morris, Samuel Adams, and James Madison.
1: Let's see what you got on Robert Morris. He was from New York, was he not?
0: Robert Morris. Without Robert Morris, we could not have won the war. Okay, do you know what Robert Morris's role was?
1: I think he was uh, the financier.
0: Very good. He was a financier. He put up. Oh, uh, he signed. And he was from uh, New York, correct? Yes, he yeah. was from New York. He signed over six hundred notes to make sure George Washington's army was fed. Uh, they had enough. He, he basically um, uh, was the comptroller. He mm-hmm. he made sure the army had everything mm-hmm. they needed. And he came out of pocket. He, him and John Hancock were the two wealthiest of mm. of the founding fathers. The dark side of Robert Morris. Our entire country was won this war. The money that won this war. He was a trade slave uh, slave trader. Slave trader. Yeah, he was a slave yeah. trader, and that's the reason we never hear Robert Morris's name as one of the founding fathers. Right. Like if, if you ask. 200 people on the street. You know, Robert Morris. And how would we how is he famous? They wouldn't be able to right. tell you. See, but, but he was the guy he was the Elon Musk oh God. of the time of the <laughs> colonial. So, Robert Morris was very important to us winning the war. Right. But the money came from dark dark sources.
1: See, you know, something you don't know about me is that one of my favorite Broadway shows and movies, coincidentally, and it, both are musicals, was 1776. Mm-hmm. I saw 1776 on Broadway when it opened, and I saw the movie years later, which had basically the same cast. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So it gives you a, a very lyrical and musical background to the entire American Revolution, the Declaration of Independence and everything that's going on there. It's so, so well done. The movie's done. The show was brilliant. Um, it, it was just great.
0: All right. Robert Morris also had a bromance with uh, George Washington. He just idolized George mm-hmm. Washington. He'd like he, Whatever it took for George Washington to hang out with him, he wanted, he wanted <laughs> to hang out with him. Robert Morris, when George Washington became president, gave George Washington his house, and it became the president's house before in, in New York. Mm-hmm. In New York. And he moved into a smaller house, and that's where George Washington lived hmm. while he was president. He moved into Robert Morris's house in hmm. New York.
1: I'll have to go check that out when we go back up north. Yeah. Interesting. That I did not know.
0: All right. So who who you got?
1: Well, um, I can do a quick one on your friend Paul Revere because, uh, and then I'll say, I I don't have time. Maybe I'm going to go right into Button Gwinnett. Button Gwinnett. Okay. Signer of the Declaration of Independence. I think there were 56 of them. Yeah. And, um, interestingly, Button Gwinnett was the first to die of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Did he die before the last signature? No, no, no. He died after after it was signed. Um, But Button Gwinnett, and I think um, I gave Blake a picture of his, thank you very much. That's his grave site in the Colonial Park Cemetery in Savannah. Button Gwinnett was born in England, ended up coming over was a signatory of the Declaration of Independence for the state of Georgia, right. or the colony of Georgia. And... Um,
0: and it's Gwinnick, Gwinnick County is named after
1: Absolutely, him. yeah. A lot a lot in Georgia is. And um, he uh, ended up being the governor of Georgia, among other things. And it was too bad because somebody compared him to Alexander Hamilton as just being <laughs> very bad duelists. Mm-hmm. The reason he died... Uh, earliest of all the signatories of the Declaration of Independence was the fact that he lost a duel to a guy by the name of uh, Lachman Lachman Lock, um, Oh, I got it Where you go? A Scottish fellow and it was what were, they, were they using guns? Were they, they, they were using, using guns okay, and it pistols? Was, uh, Lachlan McIntosh. And they, they had a feud going for a while. Um, Button Gwinnett wanted to be the Brigadier General, and um, Lachlan McIntosh got that, so that pissed off Button Gwinnett. Okay. Um... Lachlan Machintoss wanted to be the governor of Georgia, and Button Gwinnett got that. So he was pissed off. So the
0: feud just kept happening.
1: Kept going back and forth. And they had a duel, and obviously Button lost. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of corollaries to this story. They're buried in the same cemetery in Savannah Colonial Park Cemetery, right in the middle of downtown Savannah. Um, great little cemetery. You go visit American cities, you go, you go places, you go to churches, you go to cemeteries, you go to a cemetery. They are buried a gunshot away from each other. Oh, that's funny. Now, um, I've been to that cemetery twice and um blake put up a picture of his his burial site it's got a little um grecian canopy over you know columns pillars atop um and we we came into it happenstance and the reason i got interested in button grin originally was at one point in time and now apparently he's the third most valuable um signature or autograph you can get
0: because he died so soon
1: and he didn't sign a whole lot of things. And I thought there was—I thought he only had only signed the Declaration of Independence. Apparently, I just—I I saw a citation that it's Julius Caesar, who know he signed anything, mm-hmm. Shakespeare, and then Button Gwinnett, because he's got so few things that he has actually signed. There's—I I think there was 51 copies of his signature in existence, and it's one of the most expensive and rarest signatures you can find. Wow. All um. Right. So I, I found that pretty fascinating as well. All right. So, all right. Do you want to guess how much? Go ahead.
2: The most ex- the most expensive thing signed by Button Coin went up for auction for seventy uh, 700, uh, a
1: Wow, it's a nice piece of change.
2: Yeah,
0: good save on yeah. the microphone there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So
1: um, we're in this the second time we're, we're walking through the cemetery because we Julie and I had gone there by ourselves. We went back just this January with friends. Beautiful afternoon in Savannah. We're walking through the cemetery, and there's a woman walking her dog, and we start talking to her. And we're over at Button Gwinnett, and I'm saying, yeah, this guy, you know, he intrigues me. She says, you're never going to believe this. said, I was a child here. She she grew up in Savannah, and she, you know, she she said, and they were doing some excavation, and they opened his grave, and I was able to look into it, and they showed me where the bullet hole in his skeleton was that killed him. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So that was that was fascinating. This woman just you know it was a pretty interesting conversation. And the woman said, "Yeah." So as a kid, they showed, "Oh yeah, see that hole?" Right. That, that's we've talked about a Georgia boy long enough. Go, Go ahead, and come, on, Len. come on, come on, come on. We can
0: only talk about Georgia. People Works for, for me, man. All right. I mean, you're from New York. That's the longest right. any New Yorkers ever
1: talked about a Georgia. Boy. That's true. Yeah, but realize that they um, did attack Florida, and they were both pissed off because when they attacked Florida, they lost.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is true. All right. This is true. Okay, you get you see my list. Which one you want to go next?
1: Uh, not Ben Franklin. Yeah, let's make the beer maker.
0: The beer maker, Samuel.
1: There you strong
0: go. Name. That right? <laughs> <laughs> this boy's, a strong name. Samuel strong name.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. He was the second cousin of John Adams. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I didn't have John Adams on the list, but he he also was a very interesting guy and a great watch. If you ever watched the HBO series,
1: yeah, Adams. absolutely, yeah, great watch. Paul right. Giamatti, excellent.
0: So Adams is known as the father of the American Revolution. All right. He, what I found the most interesting about him is prior to all of this, you know what his occupation was? Sam Adams. Yes. Samuel Adams. He sold malt, but his other other job, Mm -mm. he was a tax collector.
1: Ooh, not popular. Yeah. Well, he
0: was. Because he gave a lot of breaks because he didn't believe
1: ah, in the taxation without representation,
0: and the irony is, is he was the leader of the Boston Tea Party about the tax on tea, right. and just two years earlier he was a tax collector.
1: He was a, a prominent in the Sons of Liberty, I believe. Yes,
0: yes, he was. Um, and he often they said, as a tax collector, he would often failed to collect the taxes from his fellow citizens, which increased his popularity. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, but he was held liable for the shortages and got sued from, so that made him hate Britain Hmm. or England even more. All
1: right, I want to sneak this one in, because I think you're really going to like this one a whole lot. Uh Paul Revere. Yes. Okay. Paul Revere, uh, Silversmith, did you know he was a dentist?
0: Mm, I didn't know he was a dentist.
1: Paul Revere was also a dentist. Mm. Paul Revere would fashion um, artificial teeth or replacement teeth for people and he would wire them, wire them in. Yeah, um, he made them out of ivory, made them out of, out of bone, things like that, and he would wire them in. Now, we're going to take that one step further. Paul Revere was the first person to use forensic dentistry to identify a body.
0: Oh, okay. It makes
1: sense. James Warren, um, General Warren, was the guy that had... Um, but didn't Paul
0: Revere, he, he, didn't he struggle financially? Because he wasn't really famous until the poem came out.
1: Um, he had these sidelines going. I mean, he, he put an ad in 1768 in the Massachusetts Gazette offering his dentistry work and his fake teeth. Uh-huh. Um, but James Warren, the, the general that had got he and Dawes... To ride um, when when the British were coming, one go one go left, one go right. Yeah, um, was the guy. So he was a, he was a friend of Paul Revere's. Um, Paul Revere had done dental work on him and replaced two of his teeth and wired them in there. Okay, okay. He gets killed at the Battle of Bunker Hill, which most of us know is actually on Breed's Hill. Yeah, it was a, one hill um, over. Right, exactly. Um, what it made as
0: good a poem.
1: No, true. Um, gets killed at that battle. Uh, gets falls into a trench eventually gets absolutely massacred with his own bayonet by the British troops. They, they savage the poor man. Yeah. Um, buried in a shallow mass grave. Nine months later... Paul Revere gets an opportunity to go in at the behest of somebody to try to identify the bodies. And he goes in, and you're talking nine nine months later, buried in the ground, yet he still was able to, you know, separate some of the bodies. And he found his his dental work. work. He He work. He found the dental work and was the first identification by dental forensics known to man. To identify a body, and that's where dental forensics uh, uh, came from because of Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, I found that to be really very interesting. I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. All
0: right. Um, I'm, 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 right. I'm going to actually do Ben Franklin. You know oh,
1: I you like him me. so much. You
0: know I have, a, I, do. I, have uh-huh. a, I have a history crush on Ben Franklin.
1: Okay. Uh, understandably. Right.
0: Um, and one of the things that is so amazing for me about Ben Franklin is a lot of his peers called him doctor. Mm-hmm. He was never a doctor, but they called him doctor because he was always so brilliant.
1: Right, learned man.
0: All right, no, he had a second grade education. Really, that's all the formal education he ever had was to second grade. Hmm. You know, never went to college, never went to any of uh, any training or anything. That he was always self taught, and everything he created, he docu- He was a very good documentation guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was credited. With a lot of things that other people were doing, but he wrote it down. Bra. Smart so man. He was br- he was yeah. brilliant, and he was very charismatic, um, you know. And he he actually trained Thomas Jefferson on how to deal with the French, right? You know, we were talking about uh, without Morris's money, right? We we wouldn't have won the war without Benjamin Franklin bringing the French to us. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have no won the war. you know. And Ben Franklin was the oldest man who signed the Declaration of Independence. 70 years old. He was 70 years old. And if he wasn't, he was considered too old to be thought of as being president.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: At the time. So his name really never came into the conversation. Right. But many say if he was a younger man, he had the attributes that would have been a good leader.
1: Well, none of them liked Adams, so the fact that he ever became president was pretty well, pretty surprising anyway. Well, Adams... <sighs> he was obnoxious and disliked, but they knew that. A- Adams <laughs>
0: Adams was probably um, the most educated of the founding fathers. Like, he had a formal education.
1: Jefferson um, as well, I would think.
0: He, he, uh, Adams, Adams' conflict came because he was a Puritan. Um, and because he was a Puritan, they were trying to get away from... One religion, right? One. And they were nervous about Adam's religion getting in the way of the country. But Adam's, in Adam's writings to uh, Abigail and everything else, right? right. He was about country right, first, right? And uh, I think Adam's is more appreciated now than yeah, he was yeah. at that time. And uh, him and Thomas Jefferson were best friends, and then they became political enemies mm-hmm. and they became best friends again at the end of their lives
1: and you know the, and you know the quirk about that
0: they died on the exact same day, day on the fourth july, of july 4th right the 50th yep. anniversary of the yep. signing of the declaration yep. of independence
1: and one of the last things that john adams said was at least jefferson is still alive and, and, and he, he had he had he died, him. he died right earlier. right
0: um and the other thing that two of them did is um there was a when they went on a trip to London together, they traveled together. They were this close okay. of friends. When they went on a trip to London together, there was like a famous rocking chair or something in London. Mm-hmm. And they chipped off a piece of it and stole it together. <laughs> Reprobates. Yeah. But I mean, it, was, it was just a... Have
1: you seen um, 1776, the movie?
0: I have not. I, I definitely need to
1: watch it. Uh, you really... You of all people will enjoy it so very much.
0: Def- definitely need to watch it. But you know what? We're out of time. Bummer. Yeah.
1: Too good. We it might, goes too fast. We have to
0: come back to some of the... Oh, you know, uh, I am There's
1: 56. We might have to get I, through all I of know. Them. I, know, you're, I right. know your position on it.
0: All right. Well, I want to say thank you to you guys for tuning in. and We appreciate it. Please hit that share button. Tell people about the show, Bollocks Talks and Tangents. We have such a good time. Um, yes, we, we do.
1: We, we, we really do. We just want
0: to get out there. We do. We still have YouTube. There's a lot of different ways to watch us. Um, but this is Bollocks Talks and Tangents. Blake, you got anything you want to add in?
2: Up. Uh, have a great day. Have a great night, guys. Uh, n- n- hold on hold on, nug- n- Nuggets. Nuggets minus the points. <laughs> <laughs> nuggets minus
1: the points. There you go. But right. Nuggets
2: giving up the points. It's a,
1: all right.
0: It's a it's a lock. There you go. All right. This is box stocks and tangents. We'll see you next week.